listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Pleased to be joined by a good friend of the program, Sage Rosenfeld, the former Vikings quarterback. Sage, thanks for taking the time. Let's put money aside. How much of a football upgrade is Kirk Cousins potentially over Case Keenum? Well, I think he's an improvement. I, I think he's a guy that uh, when you need him in certain situations, say, you know, in the fourth quarter, you're down by 10. Uh, I, I think that Kirk Cousins just has that little extra giddy-up to, to bring his team back. He has that ability to carry the team on his shoulders a little bit more, you know, put the offense more in his hands. He's got more experience. Uh, he's been a lot of big-time football games. And, and, uh, and I love Case Keenum last year. I was one of his uh, early and strongest supporters. Uh, but I, I, I do believe that Kirk Cousins is an improvement. Now, is it worth the money? You know, the extra sounds like about $8 million or so. Uh, that they, you know, they may not be able to assign somebody else back. I think that was really the issue in Minnesota, the give and take of do we, you know, do we go after Case Keenum at about $20 million or do we go for Kirk Cousins at 28 and possibly lose out of one of their own uh, players that may be a free agent soon? Sage, I think you may be you know, in competition with the guy who's supporting Case Keenum. It's been going on for a while now, and I think the guys on the show could tell you, but the body of work that he was capable of putting in with the Minnesota Vikings – the only thing that's better than that is winning the NFC Championship and go there. You give him this much money, Kirk Cousins, and he doesn't get that far. What does that say about the decision, or is it just something you live with and fight to live and fight for another day for the next season? Well, I think they were looking to sort of solidify that quarterback spot, and you know, Case Keenum had a great year last year, but I just don't think the Vikings, you know, and they saw them him every single day in practice. They obviously saw him in the games. I think you know they more they more than anybody knows the value of him on their football team. So I think they just believe that, you know, Kirk had a little bit more. Uh, but, you, you know, football is such a crazy game. I mean, this team, it's a very good football team. They could still win 10 games, you know, next year and, and, you know, have it be a worse season than last year. But, you know, that's just, that's the NFL. Sometimes games are lost by one play here, one play there. It doesn't mean Kirk Cousins was a bad, you know, investment. But, uh, just, you know, obviously the, the, it would mean that the Vikings just didn't have it that good a season. So I, I still do believe, uh, that Kirk Cousins, uh, and for the next three years or next two years, whatever it's going to be there, uh, you know, he he would he is going to be the better quarterback consistently than what Case Keenum was last year. And I really like Case Keenum last year. Taking across the league with Sage Rosenfeld. Sage, money's not the only point of evaluation, but when you heard Drew Brees got the two-year deal, fifty million dollars, twenty-seven million guaranteed, and then we learned the terms of the deal Kirk Cousins is getting in Minnesota. Are you surprised that Cousins, on average, is now going to make more than Drew Brees? No, not surprised at all, and I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, you know, there was a rumor that the Vikings reached out to Drew Brees, uh, I believe, yesterday, and I always thought that made the most sense. I mean, I think I still think, and I was at that championship game last year, the miracle in Minneapolis, and and uh, and, and Drew Brees carved the Vikings defense apart last season in that football game, and he was absolutely incredible. I don't think Case has that ability. I don't even think Kirk Cousins had that ability. But Drew Brees wanted to stay in New Orleans. I mean, he has worked tirelessly with those receivers and running backs and tight ends and all that timing work. It goes to waste uh, if you go on a new football team and have to start over. I I think it wasn't for him just about the money. Uh, It's probably one of the first times in his career he took less money uh, to stay with his team. He's always sort of gone for every dollar. You know, Drew Brees has made, what, 150 maybe $200 million in his career. Uh, To take a couple million dollars less than what he could have gotten somewhere else, but uh, to really you know, finish off his career in New Orleans with that team, with Sean Payton, with those receivers and running backs he's been really building up the last couple of years. 
uh, I think it was, you know, obviously an easy decision for him. What about Sam Bradford um, after coming off of the surgeries and having the bone bruise and, and now he gets a one-year deal for 20 million bucks going to Arizona do you see them actually trying to find another quarterback in a draft considering that you know the last season with uh, Sam Bradford wasn't that good because of the bone bruise I think that's the first thing you do no offense to Sam Bradford but when you sign Sam Bradford the first thing you do is start looking for another quarterback because he's not the long-term answer uh, I, I covered the Vikings very closely the last couple of seasons and He's just not very durable. Uh, and he's just not a great athlete anymore uh, with all those injuries to, to run around and make plays. And, you know, a lot of these really good quarterbacks. Now, one of the best things Case Keaton did last year, you know, make guys miss in the pocket, uh, get outside the pocket occasionally and make something happen on the move. Case was great at that last year. Teddy Bridgewater was very good at that uh, before Bradford. And when Bradford, you, you really just saw that, you know, he's a very good pocket passer. He's extremely accurate, but he's really limited. And a lot of times he's not available. So to me, he's not a long-term answer. They're going to be looking for a quarterback in this draft. Sage, as a former player, and I don't know if you were active in the Players Association, what do you make of the historic nature of the Cousins deal? It's fully guaranteed. Do you think this could be a catalyst to see perhaps an NBA pay structure for some NFL players as opposed to the pay-as-you-go that most NFL players have to endure with when it comes to a series of effective one-year deals? Well, I think that I think that players will probably try to get more guaranteed money, but I think that teams would say, well, then we're going to have shorter contracts. So, you know, a lot of times players sign six-year deals, but at the end of the day, for the most part, the majority of deals are basically two-year guaranteed contracts. So, uh, you know, there, it might be a $100 million deal, uh, but the guy is going to make $25 million each of the first two years, and after that it's pretty much a year-by-year thing. I think Kirk Cousins has bet on himself so many times over the course of his career He's fine to bet on to himself now. You know, in three years, uh, after playing this Minnesota team, who's loaded right now, has some good receivers, some good backs, uh, has a good tight end, has a really good defense, his chance of, ha- of being successful is pretty good. So in three years, after cashing in you know, almost $90 million, uh, he's going to be able to you know, still hit free agency and barely be into his 30. A.J. McCarron, where is he going to end up? I mean, I know the Jets are open. Uh, obviously, Buffalo, we know, is open. Uh, give me a take on A.J. McCarron. Does he land in one of these spots with an opportunity to be the starter? Uh, yeah, he's going to go somewhere. You know, I, I sort of like uh, you know, A.J. McCarron slash Teddy Bridgewater somewhere. I mean, I, I, I'm really fascinated by what, what Teddy brings to the table for a team. I mean, they absolutely loved him in Minnesota. He was their guy. He was their franchise guy. Then he tears his knee out. He pretty much hasn't played in two years. Uh, but I believe he's one of those guys, if he can go back to – when he was healthy, 2015 uh, season, he's an effective NFL quarterback. He's a guy I want on my football team. He's a guy if I don't have a quarterback, I'm really interested in. But is, is he there? We don't know. So if I'm you know, Teddy Bridgewater's agent and I'm on an NFL team, I give Teddy a, a beautiful, wonderful backup quarterback contract with a lot of incentives uh, to be a guy that couldn't even make $20 million next year uh, because I think he could be one of those guys it ends up being a top 15 quarterback. I thought he, I, I loved him before. And uh, but no one, but there's a lot of question marks there. So he's a big mystery. So, and, and McCarron's mystery is just lack of, lack of playing time. He's only played in so many games. The Bengals haven't been very good the last few seasons. And there's just, he doesn't have that body of work uh, that Teddy had and you know, guys that now like Case Keenum and, and obviously Kirk Cousins have.
Dave, let's wrap it up with the big picture. What do you think the tangible impact of Kirk Cousins is going to be on the field for a team that made it, as you described, to the NFC title game a year ago? Even though Philadelphia is the reigning world champs and they play in the NFC, do you think Minnesota has become the team to beat in that conference? No, I, I still think it's Philadelphia. I love what the Eagles have done this offseason, obviously, you know, with them last year and, and win the Super Bowl. And also Carson Wentz can come back. I have no issue if Kirk Foles is their starting quarterback for the first half of the season. Uh, and I, they're the team to beat in the NFC. That's not even close. Now, the Vikings have to, they have to battle the Packers every year. And if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, they're going to be battling out to week 16 or 17 every single season. Uh, so, no, I, I don't even, I'm not even sure if they're the favorites next year. Uh, I like that the Vikings, I just hope they don't put too much pressure on themselves. You know, they won a ton of games last year. They got to the championship game. They've now made this upgrade uh, at, a, at an important position, the quarterback position, but I believe is an upgrade. Uh, but a lot of things have to go right in NFL season. You know, they've got a new offensive coordinator. Uh, they're going to have a lot of new, you know, they have different players. You know, Dalvin Cook, they coming back. There's a lot of question marks, a lot of intrigue with that Minnesota team. I think the worst thing they could do is put a ton of pressure on themselves because we always see it. Uh, we always see it on the, on the good football teams where it's like, all right, we added this important piece. We should be a Super Bowl team next year, and a lot of times those teams don't do very well. Age, we appreciate the insights. Thanks for joining us again today on the NFL on TuneIn. All right, thanks for having me on again. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.